Today I've been given the way, and I'm going to be talking about the way, and when Jesus said, I am the way. This just reminds me that God is so sure of his plan for each and every one of us. Each individual, God has a way for us and, and a pathway that we're going to take. And it's the best way to go. And he's so sure of it, guys. He's like, this is the way that I want you to go. And it's, it's the truth. And it's just amazing. And every day we have choices. And we have decisions that we've got to make. And we've got big decisions, small decisions. And I just want to ask you guys, are we living it right? Are we living our lives right? Are we making the right choices? And everyone asks themselves at some point, why am I here and what's my purpose? It's a very deep question, but we all ask ourselves it. But I'm just saying, what, what does God want you to do? Because, again, God has a plan. And what does he want you specifically to do? In Isaiah 55, verse 11, it says, So shall my word that goes out from my mouth, it shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. God wants us to spread his word. He wants us to find people and bring them to him. He wants us to go out and build his kingdom for him. He wants us to be like, guys, come to my church. He wants people because he loves everyone so much, and he just wants to show his love for each and every person. But the thing is, our way isn't always going to be simple, and God never said it was going to be easy. And the devil tries to steal our joy and steal our peace and our faith. And people say jokes and comments. And I even got someone say to me once, oh, Kayla, you believe in God? And I'm thinking, oh, this is quite a good question. I could go into depth. And they say, oh, yeah, I have an invisible, an imaginary friend too. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like, you need... <laughs> and I just say to myself, like, oh, you need to come to my church and you really need to experience church life and God because I tell you what you have no idea and you don't understand it and you really need to because he's calling out for you he wants you to come to church and he loves you so much and everyone here we all have a gift from God he's given it to us and he wants us to use it he wants us to go out and use these gifts that he's given us to impact other people because when we do, we can bring people to God and we can say, you know what, this is what God wants us to do. And we can show people a new way and a new life for them with God. When we go out, use our gifts to the full potential, we impact others. And that's what he wants us. He's put us specifically on this path and on this way to impact someone's life. He's like, you know what, I want you to be here because this person, they need to know about me, and I want you to tell them about me. Even though you may think, you may think that this is your way, you may have a focused route on what you want to do. But God's, God's saying, look, over here, I've got bigger things for you, and better things for you. And he's just like, look, you just need to see the way that I have made for you. And you just need to look. And I just encourage you to just think of what your gifts are. And how you can use them in a way to show others God's love and show others who God is and the church life. Because I love my church and I feel like everyone needs to see church, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, I just want to bring people to God because that is our purpose. God has brought us here to say, guys, you need to go out. 
You need to go out and tell people about me because I love them so much. So what is God saying to you? Which way does God want you to go? I just want to pray for us right now. Dear God, I thank you that you've made us all individual and we each have a unique gift that you have given us, God. I pray that as we go out into our lives that you would just help us to use our gifts in a way that we could never imagine to impact people's lives. I pray that your light would shine through us to show other people, God. I pray that you would just show love through us, God, and that we can show people the real, what, what church is really like because people don't understand God. I thank you so much that you have a path for each of us and that it's going to be amazing and it's exciting to think about what our lives and what that could bring. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, next, I'm going to introduce Kate, who's going to be talking about the truth. Thanks, Kayla. Just got to sort myself out, you know. Pit stop. Cool. So I just wanted to introduce myself briefly because I know not all of you here today will know me. My name is Kate Chandler and I'm 18 years old and I've been coming to C3 now from since before I was born. And yeah. And like all of us who are part of C3, I can wholeheartedly say that I've learned so much from being here. And in fact, when I was in kids' work, when I was younger, in the car on the way home, my parents used to ask me, you know, Kate, what did you learn today in kids' church? And I would say, stuff. <laughs> and if you know my parents, you'll know this was not a sufficient answer at all. Um, so my mum would turn around and give me the look, and she would say, what kind of stuff? And I would say, God stuff. So, you know, if someone asks you today what you learned from being at church, you can tell them God stuff. And I too, I know I've got plenty of stuff I can tell you, but I'm hoping I can tell you some good God stuff too. So, at youth, we've been looking at the claim that Jesus makes in John 14, verse 6, where he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. And you've already heard Kayla's marvellous talk on the way, and after me, Alice is going to be sharing on the life. But in the next few minutes, I'm just going to explore the claim that Jesus makes to be the truth. When I read this passage in the Bible, it was verse 11 that stuck out to me in particular. And this is when Jesus says to Philip, Just believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of the work you've seen me do. And I just want to repeat that last bit, because that's what I'm going to be focusing on or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. So, obviously, the disciples have witnessed firsthand a lot. They'd seen water into wine. They'd seen so many, fi over, yeah, over 5,000 people fed on five loaves and two fishes, and they'd seen Jesus walking on water, and it was all very intense and cool. But also, they had a personal relationship with Jesus. You know, he'd washed their feet just the chapter before. They knew he loved them, and they were secure in their relationship with him. What they'd seen in their past reminded them in their present of the truth of who Jesus was and still is today. And I just think that it's the same for us too, you know? Like, when we look back in our past, when we reflect on our lives, we can see that God was there, that his hand, he was active, and that he was for us, even if we didn't know it in the moment. So... 
Um, it's summed up really well in Psalm 147, verse 43, where it says, Those who are wise will take all this to heart, and they will see in our history the faithful love of the Lord. And this is great, but what is more challenging and much more important is remembering it in the present, right? Yeah. So um, a way in which I personally like to look back and see God's faithfulness is through my journals, which are just next to me here, pretty covers and all. Shout out to Tom, who brought them up. And... um, So, yeah, I've been writing down my thoughts and prayers since 2015. And I know that this isn't everybody's way that they connect with God. But for me, this is what I found to be personally useful. And when I flick through these pages, you know, I can see prayers have been answered. And I get re-inspired by my faith when I see what I wrote years ago. And, um, of course, it's not all neatly tied up because I'm still living. And hopefully I've still got a bit more life to do. And God is still working. But, you know, it's good. And this other thing that I think is really important is that my truth isn't always the truth. There's stuff written in here that isn't true, not because I was lying, but because how I see a situation isn't always how it is. And also, we sometimes see God not actually how he is, because it's easy to let our circumstances define our construction of the truth and our impression of God. But this is why the Bible is just... So wonderful, because like we have here the whole pure truth. And I just want to encourage you today to check that your truth and how you view Jesus really does align with what it says in here. So the Bible is full of... I do love my Bible, really. The Bible is full of truths, um, and lots of them are about God's character. So in Exodus 34, this is just one of the many, God reveals his character to Moses. He says that he is the God of compassion and mercy that he is slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. And Jesus personifies this. So yeah, I think we have to reorientate ourselves to this truth every day. And as Jesus says earlier in John, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Just before I finish, I'd like to mention that All of these notebooks have actually been gifts to me from from various people. And to me, they represent the ongoing support and encouragement and love that I have received from my church family. And um, this one on the top here is actually empty. And I just wondered if maybe there's someone here today who perhaps has thought about journaling but has never actually done it or someone who perhaps now feels inspired to do it and would like a journal. So if that's you, can you put your hand up? And the first hand I see, hopefully there'll be a hand or not. Anyone? Yep, okay, I see it. There we are, fabulous. Great. Thank you. I don't think I should have run off the stage. Okay. Anyway, now um, Alice Bates is going to come and share on Jesus' claim to be the life. And if you know Alice, you'll know that she's one of the most life-filled, joyful people out there. So we're really excited to hear what she's going to share. Can you give it up for Alice Bates? Good morning, church. I will just sort myself out now. Hang on a second. See, I've got too many bookmarks from Kate, and it's not actually opening on the page I need. Um, So we'll blame her for that one. There we go. Okay. 
I am the last of the trio this morning, talking about how Jesus is the life. So firstly, I wonder if any of you have ever felt like your life is meaningless. Or maybe, if not meaningless, slightly incomplete. And I want to say that I can relate to that. When I was younger, I often had this feeling of incompleteness in my life. Something just wasn't there occasionally. And I often thought it was because I hadn't seen an old friend in a long time. So I'd arrange to meet up with them, and it would be a bit better. But I still wouldn't have felt quite fulfilled. And looking back, I think a lot of that was down to me just being far from God. But I wasn't able to identify it. Although I reckon my response at the time was quite typical. Because the world tells us multiple times a day so many things that are supposed to bring us life. But in reality, they're never going to make it. And I'm not going to go into the media or advertising right now. But I want you to think about how it reflects onto your life. When you feel like something's missing, what do you turn to? Do you find your fulfillment in parties, in people, in food, or in Jesus? What is it that makes you feel alive? So I want us to look into the Bible, if you have one. Please turn to Matthew 19, verses 16 to 22. And we're going to be looking at verse 21 in particular. So the story that's going on here is a man. Seems to be living a perfectly good and holy life. But one day he seeks out Jesus. And he says, and he asks him, what can I do? What more can I do? What else can I do? to receive eternal life with you. And Jesus is like, come on, lad, you know me. You've been doing this for a while now. You just got to keep the Ten Commandments. But the man says, I've already been doing that, God, but I still lack something. What is it? What can I do? And Jesus replies and says, if you want to be perfect, go, sell your possessions, give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. And the man, he was super upset because he was rich. He was loaded. And he didn't want to have to sacrifice all of that. And I want to highlight here that selling all your possessions, giving all the money to the poor, whilst a great thing to do is not the correct response for all of you. Jesus was talking directly to one man here, and this was his weakness at the time. It's not the same for everyone. But The crazy thing is, we can ask Jesus, we can pray, talk to him, have the same conversation to ourselves. So go ahead. Sometime later today, ask Jesus, what is holding me back from life to the full with you? Leading on from that, this passage was mainly talking about eternal life with Jesus in heaven, which is the greatest thing we could imagine. And to be honest... It's quite incomprehensible. But even before that, while we're still here on this earth, Jesus has a crazy offer of life for us with him. So I want to look at another verse I'm sure many of you have read and studied before. John 10 verse 10. Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I have come. That was Jesus' purpose. 
so that we could have life. I can always remember thinking that this sounded great, you know? Got a little bit of life from God, always good. But I never really understood what it meant. Until one day, I had a bit of a revelation, although I did call it a revolution here, as my language got a bit muddled. <laughs> so each year, I go to a festival called New Wine. It's amazing, plug, go if you can. Um, and the summer I was 14 in our youth venue, we sang the song, This Is Living by Hillsong. I'm sure many of you might have heard of it. But whilst I was there, I loved it. It was an awesome band, a great atmosphere, like the Holy Spirit was in that place. But when I got home, that song in particular, I kept skipping it on my playlist. And in my words from my journal, I have been journaling since 2014. <laughs> um, <laughs> but at that time I wrote, I, I skipped it because I just missed new wine. I think to myself, how can this song, these lyrics, relate to me when I'm sitting in my house rather than with thousands of other people and an awesome band? But later on, in October of the same year, my faith had moved on quite a bit and I had that revolution. Um, <clears throat> I realized that having life and having it to the full was not just going to those festivals. As I wrote, living life to the full is being closer to God becoming kinder and braver as he changes us, being at peace when we somehow shouldn't be able to, worshipping and enjoying God, sharing life with the church. And as we come to a close, I want you firstly to remember that Jesus is the only way to feel complete and to have a full life with him. So we fix our eyes not on what is unseen, but on what is seen, since what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18. You are made alive in him, and that is a very precious thing. And if you've never stepped into that before, then, then go for it. If you, haven't, if you don't feel fulfilled in your life with Jesus, come and find someone, pray, talk about it. Find me, we'd love to help you. Secondly, I want us to start and keep rejoicing in that fact. Guys, this is crazy. We need to start living it out more and more. In fact, a couple of days ago, I happened to be reading the church values. And um, the one which is we value passionate Christianity really jumped out at me. I mean, I think we're great at it, but we can always be greater. And I believe that the first step to achieving this and to going out and just bossing your life and living it with God and like having it to the full is to be fully rooted in and reliant on this life that comes from Jesus. Uh, I want to thank Kayla and Kate for their awesome preachers so far and welcome our incredible youth leader, Josh Jury, to the stage. Thank you. Now I'm gonna arrange myself it's actually quite a, it's quite a skill, Steve. Did he go on school for it or something? I don't know. Anyway, um, so uh, we've just started a series called I Love My Church, and Steve started it last week, and uh, I love my church, but I'm going back to uh, the values of looking through them today, and my favorite one is the same 
But Alison's saying, we love uh, passionate Christianity. And I'm just so overwhelmed with the people that have spoken with the worship team. And they've spoken with authority and wisdom and, and power beyond. Uh, it's just crazy. But I just want to send a challenge to you guys that you can do the same. That you can speak passionately, you can speak boldly, you can speak with wisdom. And you know the very words you speak change someone's life. So don't stop speaking about Jesus. Even if someone laughs at you or kind of, keep speaking Jesus. Keep speaking his life, his truth, and his way. So I'm just going to go straight into it, uh, into what I'm talking about today. And I'm going to go straight to uh, John 14, 6. That's the, we... uh, used the verse on today's uh, theme. And it says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You see, Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. And all these points are one moment in history. It defines humanity. It defines you and I. An action of love. An action of sacrifice, an action that trumps all other actions, and that is the cross. The cross. Now, when I was in year 10, it's about 11 years ago now, I'm getting too old, crikey. Uh, Me and my friends, we enrolled at our school at St. Bede's, a thing called DUV, which is Duke of Edinburgh. Some of you may have done it. Uh, I was doing my bronze certificate. And it involves doing stuff in the community. You get signed off. Yes, they've done it and all sorts of amazing stuff. But also it involves uh, doing like some massive hiking walks. And uh, we were prepping for our practice run, which is a two-day walk around Fetford area. And, uh, you know, we, we planned stuff. We got the map route ready, the, the route ready, and all the essential equipment. And we were uh, just um, ringing the night before getting everything ready. And... Uh, what was um, pretty cool was you got the essentials there, and then we started talking about things you wanted to add. So the essentials were, you know, you need a tent, you need some walking boots, you need like a day worth of clothes, some food, which is like a nutrient going bar that's all out, and some fluffy socks to stop getting blisters. Like those are the essentials that we had. And then we decided actually, you know what? Uh, I, I want to take um, some more food because we're just, we're growing lads and. We're uh, going on two days of walking, and we want to eat well. We don't want just new game bars. We want, like, some burgers and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then we got to the point, actually, we need a bigger tent because, you know, we're walking for two days straight. We want to sleep well. We want to sleep really well. Oh, didn't think about this. We want to sleep really well. So we brought a, a bigger tent. And uh, then uh, what we did next was, actually, um, you know what? I don't want to smell. I'm going to bring some more clothes. So we bought more clothes which was, uh, again, I didn't want like that. Here we go. And then we're like, actually, also, when we, when we get to the campsite, we want to relax a bit. We want to maybe bring a football and a Frisbee and some cards and just chill out. And, yeah, we're ready. So we arrived on the day. I was looking like this. Honestly, I was. It was crazy. And uh, we started walking, and two or three miles in, we began to tire. We, we slowed down, like, as you can see, like it was choking me, and uh, we were like, "Why, why, why are we finding it so tired?" We were so oblivious to the amount of clothes we have around us and the, everything we have around us, and uh, we got so frustrated. 
We got so tired. We even misread the map, added a few miles onto our journey. It was absolutely ridiculous. And the baggage that we had was slowing us down. The extra baggage that we put on us was slowing us down, was slowing us down to reach our destination. And it was one of the worst two days of my life. Yes, it was. I had back pains. It was not nice. But this can look a lot like our lives sometimes. You know, we go through life picking up baggage. And it could be all sorts of things. It could be sin. It could be situations that bring upon hurt and pain and fear, pride, money, all sorts of things that can stop us from moving, stop us from running and slow us down in life. And you know, it may even come to a point where we actually get used to it and like, hang on, no, I quite like this. It's, it's who I am now. It's part of my image and I like it. And we become oblivious to it. But Jesus wants us to live a life to the full, just as Alice was saying. When we have this stuff on us, it slows us down, it weighs us down, and we can't live life to the full. And today I quickly want to talk about three things that I believe can release baggage from you today. Number one is know your baggage. Number two is leave your baggage. And number three is live a baggage-free life. So we're going to go straight into it. And what's pretty crazy is some of the verses I'm using, they've used, and we had no, like, conversation about it. Jesus, amen. And uh, John 10.10 says, the thief, the devil, comes to steal and kill and destroy. I come that you may have life and have it to the full. You see, Jesus knows us. He made us, after all. And he knows the baggage on us. He knows the things that are weighing us down, the things we struggle with, the things that are stopping us from running, but now we're walking. And he doesn't want that. He wants us to live a life to the full, to the full. You see, we've each got greatness and potential over us. And I say this all the time at youth, because I want young people to know that and start walking in that. And I want you guys to start walking, that you have greatness, you have potential on your life. But then there's a devil, and he's scared, because he, he knows that we have potential and greatness in our lives, and he's scared of us walking into it. He's scared of us standing on stage and speaking about Jesus. He's scared of us on the stage worshiping Jesus. He's scared of us welcoming people to church. He's scared of us going beyond what we can think of at work, in our friendships, in our families. And the devil loves it when we're weighed down by our baggage. And he'll put curveballs, he'll put things in the way, and we pick it up thinking, oh, that's nice, and it sticks to us, and it becomes part of our image. You see, we need to begin to understand that our baggage is stopping us from living. We may think we're living but are we actually living? You see, knowing your baggage can lead to the point when you leave your baggage. We need to understand and know the baggage we have. And, you know, sometimes we find it hard to know what it is because we get used to it. Just right now, say, God, what is my baggage? Highlight something. It could be, and it could like come in a, in a picture or a word or something in the Bible. Someone may text or something. Know your baggage to leave your baggage. The next point is, number two, is to leave your baggage. Romans 5.8 says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we still had the baggage and the, the, the stuff that holds us back, Christ died for you. Christ died for me. Christ died for humanity. Stop being defined by the luggage and labels and trust in the God that is able. 
trusting a God that is able to take the stuff from you. And you're probably asking, but how, how does he do that? Well, we come back to the cross. That amazing sacrificial love of dying on that cross, taking the pain, taking the punishment that we deserve. He took it all. Because Christ wants us to live. But some of you are saying to, to me, Josh, you don't know what I'm carrying. I'm carrying so much stuff, rubbish, and it's messy. It's, ma- oh, it's just, ugh. You know, I don't know, but Jesus does. And guess what? He still loves you. He's still passionate about you. He still wants you to thrive because he knows the greatness and potential on your life. And he wants you to start walking in it. And he's like, come on. Take it off. I want you to start running, not walking. Come on. And he says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me all who are weary and burdened. He's saying, come to me. Come to me. And then we get to the cross. And this whole thing is from uh, when I was younger. I was like, oh, my gosh, that makes sense now. So we have myself, we have humanity, you and I with baggage and the things that are holding us back. And the devil's like, keep it on, keep it on. And God's, and Jesus is going, I want it, I want it because I want you to start thriving. I want you to start walking in, in, in who you are. So what Jesus did, which is insane, he gave his life for us. And in that moment, he's saying, come to me. And what that represents is he's going, you know what, Josh, I want your baggage. I want your things because I want you to start thriving in life. I want you to start running with the things I've called you to do. And you know what? It can be hard to give it over. Because there's a thing called identity and image. And we become accustomed. We become, this is me. This is who I am. This, this bag's lovely. I want to keep it. I want to keep these things. And it may be painful to pass over to Jesus. But he's saying, do it anyway. So you know what? You have to kind of figure out what I'm doing now. Which one's going to come first? Yeah? So he's saying, like, Josh, just give it over. I'm like, but, yeah, just give it over. Oh, crackle. That's amazing. Give it over. And he's saying, Josh, you got more. Yeah, I know, but give it over. So he's saying, okay, here we go. I'll put it at the cross. I'll give it to you, God. Give it to you. Giving it to you. And, you know, sometimes we can start walking away and he's like, "Uh uh-uh, there's something on your back. Yeah, but I like that food. It's nice. I like that sin. But no, you're not going to walk where I want you to walk, run where I want you to run. So take it off. Take it off. And you know what? I want you to take it off. I want you to begin to take it off. I think you'll understand the freedom it gives. So I've got one back left and there's three there. So start and it will become easier and easier. But it's still it's painful. But believe you, when you give it to the cross, when you give it to Jesus, you're free. You're free to live life. Our God intended you to live life. Jesus died so we could live. And number three is to live a baggage-free life. You know what? Jesus died on the cross of our baggage. But three days later, he rose again. He rose again. And that just speaks. I just can't get my head around it sometimes. See, not only did Jesus die for me, but he lives in me. He defeated death. And it says in the Bible, the same power that conquered the grave lives in us. So when those baggage comes back, when that sin comes back, when we get curveballs in life, because life is hard. Life is hard. I find it hard. Life is hard. It gives curveballs. 
And you know what? I can stand there now going, you know what, devil? The same power that conquered me, conquered me, conquered the grave lives in me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He defeated death so I can defeat that sin. I can defeat that hurt and pain. We've got to realize that we have the same power that conquered the grave in us. I want to bring it back to what we're talking about today. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way. We should start walking his way, not our way. Jesus is the truth. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The same power that conquered the grave lives in me. That's truth. Stop saying things like, actually, that sin defines you, but it doesn't define you. Jesus defines you. And I find that so exciting. And the last one, Jesus is the life. You see, not only did Jesus die with my baggage, but he rose again. And he lives in me now. Not just now, but for eternity. Jesus loves you. He's passionate about you. And he wants you to start walking in the greatness and potential he calls on your life right now. And I don't know what that would be, but maybe right now your, your heart's pummeling because you, you just know there's that, that thing that you need to do. But there's baggage stopping you from reaching that. Today is when you take it off and start walking forward towards your potential, towards your greatness. And I talk about greatness. It's not something, I think it is something, something we, can, we can brag about. Because actually, you know, God has called me for greatness. He has called me to do great things. So let's start speaking over ourselves. Let's start speaking greatness over ourselves. So number one, know your baggage. Know what you carry. Pray about it. You may know what it is already. Number two, leave your baggage at the cross. Give it to Jesus. And number three, live a baggage-free life. He lives inside of you because you rose from the grave. Now, what I want to do today, I want to do two things. I want to pray and do a response for two things. Number one is baggage. Number two is Jesus. So number one, as I know all across this room that we have baggage. Just like I was showing, we're wearing baggage. And today is the day that you take it off at the cross. Today is the day you take it off and give it to Jesus. Today is the day that you finally go, I want to walk with you, Jesus. I want to walk in the greatness that you call on my life. I don't want to be held down, weighed down by the baggage that is on me. Today is the day that you let go of that baggage. So what I want today is when I go, I'm going to go three, two, one. And literally, everyone's eyes will be closed. And all you're doing is just putting your hand up and saying, Jesus, I've got baggage, but I know that you take the baggage. Because you died on a cross for me. And I want to start walking. I want to start running. I want to start thriving in you. So with every eyes closed in the auditorium, just so it's a sense of respect for people in here, because this could be quite a hard moment. If that's you, if you're saying Jesus is the way, Jesus is the truth, Jesus is the life, I want you guys to put your hands up and free to one. So free. Two, one. In fact, you want to leave baggage right now. And it could be the smallest thing. It could be actually I gossip too much. It could be oh, my attitude stinks sometimes. 
thank you. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for understanding that when you leave baggage at the cross at Jesus, you can walk away free. So Father God, I pray for everyone in this room right now. I thank you, God, for that vulnerability. I thank you, God, for the honesty. I thank you, God, they know you are the, the way, the truth, and the life. I pray, God, as they throw the baggage to you at the cross, Father God. They know that it's died and now you've risen, Father God, and you live inside of them. I pray, God, that they would know the truth that you set them free. The truth that through all things through Christ's strength we see, I can do all things. And I pray right now, Father God, you pour blessing and favor on Jesus. In your name I pray, amen. And the second thing is, is the band can come on stage right now. The second thing is, some of you in here are like, what are you talking about, Josh? Who is this Jesus? He sounds pretty cool. He sounds like actually I might, someone I might, might need right now. I don't want to give an opportunity. Is it not? Oh, oh no. Oh. I want to give you an opportunity for you guys in here to say yes to Jesus for the first time. Well, actually, I said yes, but I want to come back because I've kind of walked away a bit. You see, I believe that Jesus can change your life. He changed my life. And I'm sure there's people in here who can say the same thing. You see, Jesus died for you so you could live. He took the baggage. He took the mistakes. He took everything because he loves you passionately. He wants you to thrive. He wants you to run with him. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to again go three, two, one. And if that's you, put your hand up. And at the end, we're going to have a prayer team. Come to them and say, you know what I gave? I said yes to Jesus today. Can I just chat through it, pray through it? That's fine. I'll pray with you. And if you put your hand up today, you receive uh, a gift, a Bible to start your journey. So if that's you, if you're saying yes to Jesus for the first time or want to come back to him, then three, two, one, put your hands up. Three, two, one. Thank you. Thank you. You know, Jesus is, is calling your name right now. There's someone else in here is calling your name right now. Great. You know, the decisions you've made today, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Because that has changed your life. So I'm going to say a prayer for you. And just just wait in that prayer just accept it right now so Father God thank you Jesus for, for those people that said yes to you I thank you God that said yes to you I thank you God that they said yes to you are the way the truth and the life they've said yes to I have baggage but you know what God you died for me to take you away from me and now I'm going to start walking I'm going to start running I'm going to start jumping bunny hopping with you anything else that's come up if you if you were like oh, oh like so close put your hand up and it's and you didn't that's fine there's gonna be a prayer team at the front after, after this last worship song 
because we believe in the power of prayer. We believe that Jesus loves you and he wants to connect with you. So uh, that is all I've got to say this morning. And uh, here at Youth, we're going to change from like down here to up here really quickly. Uh, we love passionate Christianity. We love Jesus and we love to celebrate people coming home to him, people saying yes to him. So we're going to do that right now. We're going to play Relentless, the first song we did. And we're going to party out. We're going to just say, Jesus, thank you so much that now I'm free. I can dance without the baggage on me. So if you want to come to the front as youth did, do that. It's not an age limit at the front or height limit. Do that. Come to the front. We want to celebrate Jesus today, that he is the way, that he is the life, that he is the truth. I've got mixed up, but it's fine. Jesus understands so if that's you, come to the front right now. I'm going to pass over to the crew, have fun, and let's worship and praise Jesus.